Welcome back to the uh, Pastors of Pain show. Father Kerry Wakulich here, pastor of St. John Catholic Student Center. And my uh, my my co-host today is... Um, I'm back, baby. Are you a, are you a pastor now? <laughs> <laughs> it's too late for that. <laughs> it's too late for that. You entered into the vocation of... Marriage. Of marriage. Holy matrimony. Holy matrimony. Wow. Okay. Glad to be here. I'm glad. I'm glad you're here. Glad to be here. Our uh, our last week's episode on custody of the senses. Yep. The gospel that was super fun. It was a big hit. So they invited me back. What we invited you back? How did you? How did you get? Did we we were probably what? desperate. We were probably desperate. <laughs> Father O'Brien out of town. Yep. Uh, when we record these things, we try to stay ahead and like do a couple at a time. And if he uh, if he's not here, then we go without him. I, I, there was an episode. Best, yeah. There was an episode a couple of weeks ago on uh, uh, with Deacon Tom Cabine on the diaconate, and I was like, "When did we record this? How did I get left out?" <laughs> <laughs> sure enough, they uh, they recorded it while I was gone. You were gone. Lucky them. Lucky life them. life still goes on without you know, me. Yeah. <laughs> what are you trying to say? They it's don't... it's not as good. It's not as fun. But are you saying it, it goes on? <laughs> are you saying they don't need me? I'm not saying they don't need you are you saying they but don't want me it's <laughs> anyways, yeah, excited hey. i'm glad to be here you know <laughs> love father carrie love my job love stillwater <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah just keep my ego clayton pulled the shovel out of his backpack and started digging himself a hole <laughs> yeah i'm just over here digging a hole yeah ah wow okay this is the most you've ever been on a podcast eh Yep, yep. This is my my third time ever on a podcast. What was your first podcast that you're on? We did we did a, fo- a podcast a year. Oh, that's uh, right. Even didn't, didn't you go on one somewhere in Texas? Um, with some other focused missionaries. Um, I was I was supposed to be on my my friend Alex's podcast. It's called Hot Guys Cry Too. Um, <laughs> But uh, my show is canceled for the week, so I'm still waiting on an invite back. But, well, yeah. Well, so send, here we him, are. send him these three episodes and, t- and tell yeah, him. have him evaluate. Tell see him, if I'm, tell him thanks, I'm worth it. Thanks, but no thanks. Yeah, like you've moved up in the world. Trying to work, trying to work my way up. In the you podcast sub- substitute world. priest. <laughs> yeah. So well, we uh, yeah, we had the the one last week on uh, the custody of the eyes and the right. fingertips, the custody of the fingertips. So hopefully, like some people listened to that and thought. Yeah, I need to work on those those things, and you know, or maybe they they heard that and they're like, oh, <laughs> that's what that gospel meant. I thought Jesus meant it like <laughs> literally to maim myself. Okay, so what, what this is uh this is what I uh, I we uh, you and I talked about about doing today is is people I think there's this expectation that sort of I don't know that you, you like one one wants to grow in their faith life they you know we, we talked about that um, St. Augustine the catechism uh, the reading from Pope Benedict a couple weeks ago is like God inspires faith in us first like the first movement of faith is God walking into our lives is uh, you know the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit sowing grace in our hearts uh, you know, just just evoking, evoking something in us to to turn, to discover, 
and to seek the good God. Mm-hmm. And then as we as we go, okay, yeah, you know what? I, I think I'm I, I think I'm going to do this. I think I'm going to make this journey of faith. So, something's stirring in me. But people don't know what to do, right? <laughs> Especially, I think, like they they look at priests and they say, "Oh, those guys are those guys are professional prayers." Like they, they this is all they do. Yeah. No uh, families, all the time in the world. All the time in the world. I know your life. You're not busy. Uh uh-uh. uh. I just <laughs> naps all the all time. Day. Yeah, golf. You can tell by you know, tell by my golf score going up that I play. You're at the down. range all the time. <laughs> all the time. Just whoosh, yeah. Whoosh. I know. Watch out, um, Tiger Woods. I'm coming for you. Oh, what's that guy? McElroy. McElroy. Yeah. He's... What's his name? Rick. Rory. Rory. But Ricky Fowler went here. Oh, he's, that's he's right. He's in Oklahoma State. But Ricky Fowler's old, isn't he? He's old and he's struggling. Oh, he's not old. He's getting older. He was a young guy on tour when he started, but he's yeah. he's having a hard time. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what happens when you yeah. get old, like me. Yeah. 45, you struggle at stuff like like walking downstairs or <laughs> tripping people going upstairs. I mean, it's, it's hard. Well, okay, let's get back to this. So I, I, what, I think what people uh, is like, what do you do? So, you know, that's what I want to inquiry to all the married men out there who are looking for how to get involved in their faith life and make the, make this journey to a deeper relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Like, what did you do in college, and how has that changed now that you're 24? Man, 25. 25. 25. Yeah. 25, and, and yet two kids, one, I mean, one on the way. One on the way. Okay, so like, what is what was your prayer life like while you were in college, and then sort of as you moved towards like your junior and senior year of college into your first years as a focused missionary at K State, um, and then what is it like now? And like, what do you, what do you do each day? Yeah, it's 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 changed a lot over the years. I think just as um, one, I, I've I've had a lot of changes in the state of of my life over the past. Really? Uh, yeah, you know, just going from um, college student to you know missionary at Kansas State under Father Gale. That's that's Who? a whole who's that guy? It's a whole different wait, world wait, up wait. there. So things are really hard while I was in Kansas. <laughs> a lot of penance. Yeah, a lot of penance. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and then when I came to Oklahoma State, I got married. You know, three or four months into my my time here, and then pregnant soon after that, and had a, a baby born in September of last year, and. Um, you know, now Joseph's one and we have another one on the way. And so there's been a lot of life changes that have changed the way that I have to live my um, daily prayer life and, and time with God. But um, yeah, I had my I had my first in- encounter and like real conversion um, my, my freshman year of college. And I remember I went and talked to a folks missionary and I kind of I asked this question, what do I what do I do now? Because <laughs> like I've been living one way, and now I like and have this encounter with God with truth, and I'm just like, well, I know that I can't keep doing the things that I'm doing or living the way that I'm living, but what do I do? Like, what do I do now in, instead? And so, thankfully, I had someone to really accompany me um, and not just tell me what to do, um, but to invite me to do the things that he did with him. Mm. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa! Say that again, like. To say that again, yeah. So, so the focus missionary at, at Texas A&M my freshman year, uh-huh. he didn't just say, "Okay, well now that now that you've encountered God, here's what you need to do." He didn't just tell me what to do. He invited me to do the things that he did with him. Oh, with him. Okay. 
Um, so I got to follow him around like a little a little puppy. There's actually some. The, there's a there's a phrase that we kind of use the the focus missionaries. Um, it's from a, an article that we go through with students sometimes, but uh, it's said that that during Jesus' day, um, there would be you know the Jewish rabbis and the Jewish rabbis' disciples would say that they would be covered in the dust of, of the rabbi, meaning that they would follow him so closely, walk behind him so closely, yeah. that they would literally be covered in his, in his dust, just watching the way that he lived and the things that he did uh-huh. and sought to, sought to imitate him. Um, and so that's what I felt like I did for a lot of my, my college experience was, yes, there's missionaries, but I also had friends and kind of mentor figures, older guys in my life that I got to watch them be like, you know, what? What do they do? And what did they do each day? Um, so I, I think something consistent that I that I started to do in college. I think my the latter half of my my sophomore year was to begin to pray a holy hour every day. Prior to that, it was like, okay, how do I you know I need to start praying, but I wasn't quite ready to spend an hour in prayer. And so I would look up the gospel and uh, you know do fifteen minutes just kind of reading it, and you know go to daily mass like every. You know, maybe once or twice a week. I was also uh-huh. really busy, um, just signing up for everything in the world, trying to be <laughs> a, a part of everything. Um, and then gradually, you know, um, I just had a desire for for more and, and more prayer, and so I, I began to incorporate a, a a daily holy hour, which I've kept ever since my my sophomore year of college. Whoa. Okay, so like a, a daily holy hour where you just take the scriptures and hang out with Jesus in the church. And yep. what else do you do with that? I mean, do you have like a little journal or something with that or? Yeah, I feel like also the, you know, the way that I've, you know, kind of lived my holy hour, prayed through my holy hour has also changed dramatically. And so I've given the Lord, I'm saying, okay, you have this hour, but now he's over the, over the past couple of years, he's kind of shown me how to better use that hour because before I would, I would kind of just, you know, you know, sit there and. Um, you know, read the Gospels and then just kind of be like, well, you know, what, what do I do now? And so I'd pull out, I'd pull out, you know, Sarah Swafford's emotional virtue book and, and just and read that for the last 30 minutes. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's, it's, it's definitely changed, but I would say now um, I try to go in and uh, just gather, gather my, my thoughts. And actually I was having a conversation with my wife this past week where we were talking about how it's a lot easier for her to pray in the mornings before the baby gets up than it is to pray in the middle of the afternoon when, when Joseph is taking a nap. Just because when you're kind of in the middle of your day, oftentimes it's hard. You have like all this just like mm-hmm. guck from the day and all this like noise that's been around you. It's like, how do you how do you get rid of that and mm-hmm. then settle into, into silence? Because it, it takes some time to kind of <clears throat> gather yourself for prayer. Right. So mm-hmm. anyways, I like to pray. Um, in the mornings when when I wake up and usually enter gather gather my thoughts look at a, at a holy image at a crucifix um, or if I'm in the chapel look at at Jesus in the Eucharist and um, usually make an active presence which for me is to just recognize the presence of God and then to pray in our Father um, and then from there I'll, I'll usually go into um, the gospel readings the gospel readings for the day and spend um, you know go through the process of Lexio Divina, um, mm-hmm. which I forget the names. Lexio, uh, Oratio, yes, Contemplatio, Meditatio, Medita- oh, med- Meditatio, and yes. Oratio. You know, lots of Atios. Lots of Atios. Lots of Atios. Read, reflect. Read, reflect. Um, what is it? 
Um, read, reflect, apply, and pray. Apply and pray. Yeah. Just, yeah, read, so just a, read it. Just read the mm-hmm. scriptures, and then and then let your like we talked about like the custody of the mind. Let the, let the mind do what it does, which is think about these things. I, I, it's you know Saint Paul has that line. He says, be, "Be transformed by the renewal of your minds." Right. Let your mind do the things that it's designed to do. That it was created by God to do that, so that it can live out of those out of those encounters yeah. with the Word of God. And, and, and that you know that takes time. It both. It both takes time to really enter into that, which is why, you know, we focus missionaries, we pray a holy hour every day. Is it, it takes time to enter into that mode of prayer, but then it also takes time to be able to accustom yourself to praying in this way. Because, I mean, kind of like we were talking about last week, one, we live in an age of noise, and we kind of live in this age of, you know, constantly, you know, we're just like bombarded, like TikTok, Instagram, we're like looking at one thing for three seconds and another thing for three seconds, thinking about this thing for three seconds. Mm-hmm. You know, we're kind of moving, jumping from thing to thing to thing, whereas in prayer, you kind of have to, you have to slow yourself down and to allow yourself to sit with a word from the gospel uh-huh. or a, a short phrase from the gospel mm-hmm. for 10, 15, 20 minutes before you can start to actually absorb it mm-hmm. and begin to understand and to hear the Lord speak to you. Well, okay, wow. Yeah, th- there is the benefit. The, the holy hour sort of comes from, not sort of, comes from comes from that moment in the agony of the garden where Jesus says, could you not spend one hour with me? Right. And so the, that's where the holy hour comes from. I think Fulton Sheen sort of made it popular, and, and it's, it's really picked up speed in the last probably 15, 20 years mm-hmm. where people are carving out uh, time in their day to to spend in prayer, to spend in reading the scriptures and right. and Jesus's presence in the Holy Eucharist, uh, yeah, just those, um, just being with God. Right. Yeah. There's. There's. I was. I was thinking of, of Fulton Sheen as well. Um, kind of hearing his. He's Archbishop Fulton Sheen, uh, venerable. Blessed. Blessed. Blessed Fulton Sheen. Yeah. He. Uh, he has a book called Treasure and Clay, um, and in that book he talks a lot about about his daily holy hour and how he's kept it ever since the first day of his priesthood. Um, and he even kind of shared a story in there just to, so all the readers will have mercy on themselves is that he, he there's a couple times where he just, he fell asleep for his entire hour of prayer, but he was in the chapel. He apologized. He's like, well, you know, I tried to give you this hour, but I fell asleep. So be it. But then Mother Teresa, I have two more stories for you, Father. Oh, Mother God. Teresa uh-huh. um, with the Missionaries of Charity um, she implemented a, a second holy hour in the in the day of um, of her order, just because she was like, "Okay, we're getting really busy. We have a lot of things going on. We're growing. Things are getting hard. So we're gonna we're gonna pray more." Um, which just reminds me of a, of a quote from uh, Saint Francis de Sales uh, in the introduction to the devout life. Uh, he says in there that everybody should everybody should make time for thirty minutes of prayer every day. And if you're really busy, you should pray an hour. which i think is great if you're busy you should double it pray more pray more yeah because it's hard these things like the busyness um just affects our time in prayer it's hard to recognize the presence of god if we're not used to that so yeah Mm -hmm. it it it's just so it's so important i i think getting to sunday and saying you know i I, you know i went to church Mm -hmm. if you were to spend an hour uh, a week with your with your best friend or the person you love the most or your child 
They'd be like, after 20 years, they would say, well, you, you didn't really hang out with me over the last 20 years. You didn't yeah. share life with me. And, and the good God <laughs> is the same way. Is how, how are we giving time throughout the day um, because it does, it, it's not just about your holy hour. It's like, okay, I'm done with my holy hour now. Peace. I'll see you tomorrow. Yep. It, it's then that one hour then permeates the rest of the day and sort of flows and the spiritual reading and the spending time with the scriptures just sort of soaks in to the rest of the day and makes the day worth living. Right. Yeah, it reminds me of, I mentioned this in, in last week's episode, but it reminds me of these meditations that we've been doing with, with Father Carey and, and the staff. I'm sorry, what did you say? These awesome meditations by Pope Benedict the Sixteenth. Yes, yeah, sorry, Soon. correction. They were not written by Father Carey. Thank you, thank you. They, uh, <laughs> and, then, and coming up in the future, your faith is going to be Pope Francis. Really? Is he yeah, doing one? Next? Because Pope Benedict ended his papacy, Pope Francis picks it up, and so we're going to do... Pope Francis is oh, your faith rice. Anyway, sorry. I'd, uh... Great. Yeah, well, anyways, I, I've really loved, I mean, reading Pope Benedict's words, but in there, he, it seems like in every every you know meditation, um, he mentions that the Christian faith is not just an observance of, of, uh, of rules or it is not just a, an ideology or, or a way of thinking. It's about a, a relationship with a person. Um, it's not just, you know, a way of living morally upright, which is obviously a huge part of it, but at the center of it is a relationship with with a living person. And it's like, yeah, you're right. How how do I have a, a close relationship with a living person when, you know, I, I, I check in with them once a week at, at Sunday Mass, but, you know, also at the same time, I'm kind of thinking about brunch afterwards. And, <laughs> you know, I'm distracted. You know, we have to carve out more time to, to be with him if we're going to actually say that we have a relationship, which is the heart of the faith. Correct. Oh, a relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah, for a priest, you know, when you're uh, when you're ordained, but when you start prior in seminary, they hand you the breviary and they say you need to pray the liturgy, of the hours. You need to pray the hours of the day. You know, um, office of readings, morning prayer, daytime prayer, evening vespers, um, and then compline night prayer. And so the the church says, okay, you you need to you have to pray this. I. It's one of your vows, or not vows, it's one of your promises to, that you make to the bishop to pray the liturgy of the hours, to take those times throughout the day uh, to, to pray. So it's it, in the liturgy of the hours, it, it, it is the prayer of the church. And so, uh, you know, every priest, I pray mine uh, somewhere between 7 and 9 in the morning. Mm-hmm. I pray my office and morning prayer along with my holy hour. And I try not to include my my morning prayer um, uh, lauds and uh, and the office of readings in my holy hour because I think it's like spiritual reading and right. it's like it's easy to oh yeah this is my time of prayer right yeah. but for other people those are those are like things that they could do to to pray the psalms uh, so to get up in the Definitely. morning to get up in the morning and and you know or set aside get us get a little um, psalm booklet and pray the psalms of praise and thanks to God for for right. life. Uh, sun and moon, bless the Lord. Stars of heaven, bless the Lord. You dolphins and all water creatures, bless the Lord. And just to be able to to take those things and, and begin the day uh, a lot with the mind of the church to begin praising the Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, so priests, you know, this is what we do. 
and what's really, I think, probably beautiful about the liturgy hours is I was telling a student about this the other day that at 8 a.m. in the morning, there are people praying the liturgy of the hours uh, all over this time zone, central time zone. And, but there's also people praying at 7 a.m., 6 a.m., 5 a.m. And if you're uh, one of the Trappists, you're up at 4 a.m. Or the Benedictine monks at Clear Creek is like, they're up at 5 a.m. and they're already at it, you know, celebrating mass and praying the praying the um, the the holy the holy hours. Yep. So there's people all around the world that are that are praying with us. Uh, the uh, the other one is um, I would say is and I think you mentioned it is is just like daily mass when you're grow you know sort of going that conversion. You know, a priest celebrates mass every day, gets the the privilege mm-hmm. of celebrating holy mass every day. Mm-hmm. So just to even find an opportunity to go, yep. um, you know, I, I always find it funny when students go to daily mass for the first time and they're like, "Father, um, why why didn't we have the creed and the Gloria?" Like, <laughs> well, the, yeah, those those are reserved to Sunday. Yeah. What? Yeah, the the creed and the glory are for Sunday only and for solemnities. Oh, and so mass was how how was how was that that mass was twenty five minutes today, and an hour on Sunday? Because there's a lot. There's no. There's the psalm is not sung. There's no opening and closing hymn. Yeah. There's all these things. So to even as a as a priest to to celebrate, um, I get the opportunity, the privilege of celebrating the whole, <laughs> holy mass and like giving people the body and blood, a soul and divinity of Jesus. And I, I, you know, we it's it's funny how we do a lot of the same stuff, like lexio divina, of taking the scriptures and and spending time with them. Right. Uh, taking, well, I, I I love having the readings for mass, having that whole year psalter, um, the reading set out for the next 365 days. Well, for all eternity, I mean, until the the second coming of the Lord, we're gonna have the same reading set. Yeah. And and, and what what's so beautiful about that? I mean, if you order one of those like Magnificat books, or you know, you find it online on iBrevery, you can just book hit it and find readings. Do you use? Do you have a Magnificat? I have Magnificat, yeah. I have, I have the Magnificat on my phone, and then um, I have one of the daily daily Roman missiles, which is kind of hard to use because we have a one-year-old that when I opened it up, it has all these colorful ribbons. And he's <laughs> like, oh, let, me, let me just grab those while Dad's trying to pray. So, Is he sitting there with you or something? Well, I guess, you know, when we're at, when we're at Mass, I pull out the Magnificat on my phone before Mass and kind of go through the readings. But, um, yeah, when I'm, when I'm at home, I usually... Just look up the readings on on my phone and then go from there. Find them in my Bible after that. Is baby that Joseph way. as vocal at mass as he is any everywhere else? He he tends to be more vocal at at mass because it's at usually at five thirty p.m., which uh-huh. is you know right right before he's like you know kind of getting hungry, a little hangry. Mm-hmm. You know, at ten a.m. Sunday mass, kind of same thing. He like goes down for a nap usually at like ten thirty. 4, 4 p.m. Sunday Mass, he's kind of same thing. He's like usually just kind of ready ready for a nap. So he tends to be he tends to be overly vocal during your homilies especially. So. Shout it, <laughs> shout it, shout it out loud. He's like, I, on one occasion I saw him lift up his left arm and tap his wrist. I was like, is he got a baby watch on? <laughs> land, land this plane. <laughs> land this plane. Land the plane. It's time. <laughs> this, plane, this plane is overdue. Come yeah. on. Put this thing on the ground. 
But uh, yeah, Lexio Divina. If you if people don't know what Lexio Divina is, it's holy reading. Uh, taking the scriptures and spending the uh, spending time with them, yeah. and just soaking in and getting to know the Word of God. I I, uh, I sort of like sort of um, kind of hybrid things. Uh, like when I studied uh, like the the way Saint Ignatius of Loyola taught his the Jesuits how to pray of using your imagination as you right. read the scriptures. I sort of like blend them together. What did what did Jose say? Jose, Miguel. <laughs> uh, I used to have a missionary named Jose, and that just came out. Miguel. He what did he call it? A um, a TV Lexio Divina. A oh, video? Video Divina is what he a Video Divina. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to like to watch something, and and that's the way I love reading the scriptures. You know, I always think of like uh, they were uh, reading a couple of weeks ago of Jonah sitting underneath the plant and it welting. Mm. You know, just like it's sagging and like laying across his head, and just seeing his face downcast and angry, like. The Ninevites have reconverted. Like he's so mad yeah. and pouting, and the, it's the scriptures just come alive. It's true, yeah. And we're just you know I feel like we've kind of lost that art of like just using our imagination to kind of enter into the scriptures. I remember in college when you know I, I had um, you know a missionary teach me how to pray. It's kind of like the, the, the gospel reading for the day is uh-huh. the Jesus' disciples come to us and they're like, Lord, teach us to pray. Like John taught his disciples. Oh, like there's uh, like this, uh, okay. this, this thirst to pray. But um, yeah, I remember thinking like I, I, I just like haven't um, entered into the scriptures in this way, like using my imagination, like really engaging with my mind and with my heart. Just kind of like read it and like, okay, you know, well, that's great. Um, but it reminds me of, of this thing I, I kind of read recently about um, it's kind of an analogy, I guess, of someone learning to play the piano. You know, when, you know, I don't play the piano, but if you ever go on YouTube, you can you can look up songs and it'll, it's not like sheet music. It just has a video of like, it kind of looks like a uh, guitar hero, like tells you like which keys to hit at the exact time in order uh-huh. to be able to play this song. Uh-huh. And when I'm doing that, you can kind of maybe make out that I'm trying to play you know, this, this specific song, but it's not necessarily music. It's just like <laughs> me kind of like banging, you know, the right keys at the right time in order to make something that kind of sounds remotely close to the song that I'm trying to play. And I feel like it's the same way with, with prayers. Like when you first enter into it, you can like, you hear these steps, you know, I don't even remember what order. Like, what, what's the order, Father? Lexio means what? reading. Re- reading. And then meditatio uh-huh. is to like meditate, to yeah. think about. And then contemplatio, right? Yeah. To There's four of them. Yeah. Lexio, uh, collatio, no. Read, read, meditate, contemplate, and then like speak to God, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. So you like, oratio. Oratio is the last one. Yeah. So there's like these steps, and you're like, okay, I'm gonna enter in, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like start doing these steps uh, in, in order to pray. And so, um, yeah, it's like when, when we first start doing that, it's kind of uh, jagged. It's kind of hard, but eventually you kind of, you learn what it means to really uh, not just systematically press the keys, but to, but to play the music. And mm. I feel like with, with prayer, it's like, yeah, you're learning not just to systematically kind of read the story about, about Jonah, but how to, how to really like pray with it and enter into the story and imagine Ooh, it and to really, yes. really get something from it. 
Yeah, and, and we both say the morning is the best time. I agree. Uh, yep. yeah, like your wife said, the morning is the best time because you start mm-hmm. to get to the middle of the day and the end of the day and all this stuff piles up and, you know, the, the it's, you know, there's just this, like, the slate is blank when yeah. I get up in the morning. And so it's, okay, let's write on this slate. Let's write on this chalkboard. Let's write on this whiteboard the Word of God that um, that God wants to speak to me. Right. And there's there's different ways of, of bringing bringing yourself back to that. We were kind of talking about how do you how do you take you know this you know thirty minutes however long you're praying how do you take that and kind of live that throughout the rest of your day and you have to you have to constantly be reminding yourself of um, yeah of of the prayer that you had and so something that Father Kerry did on our on our drive over here is every time we get in the truck his his pickup truck if you didn't know he has one he, he mentions my pickup truck all the time uh is every time we get in the car he we pray we pray a hail mary and just a reminder of of okay every time i get in the car i'm gonna i'm gonna pray this this hail mary and so just little things like that how am i gonna you know pray these short prayers in order to remind myself of you know the god who i spent time with in right. the morning and invite invite the good god in like um yeah i tell students to pray the our father when they get up and they're making their bed right i do that just pray the rosary when you're driving is a great way to not only spend time with the Blessed Virgin Mary, but to meditate on the on the great moments of salvation history. Wow. Another episode of Clayton Caldwell, focused missionary here on the Pastorless uh, Pain podcast. <laughs> We're one pastor down, but, you know, you, the you made your decision. Thing. You made your decision. <laughs> I did. You, you chose the vocation. I love my wife a lot. <laughs> I, love, I love my wife. I love my wife. Is that what she makes you wear that T-shirt? You have a t-shirt that says, I love my wife. Yeah, exactly. I'm with her. (laughs) I'm with her. Well, have an awesome day and come to Payne County and visit us. Peace. Peace.